Welcome to EMG Transformations with Dan Stoll. Each episode will empower you to ignite your inner fire and provide methods to maximize your mental and physical performance. You never know how one valuable insight can make such a big impact. Please leave a five-star review if this episode leaves a positive impact on you. And don't be shy to screenshot and share episodes on social media that you find helpful so we can spread the message and make the world a better place. You never know who may need to hear and the impact it has on them too. We're only scratching the surface. There's so much more to learn. Subscribe and stick around to manage stress, improve your health, and create lasting lifestyle changes. Buckle up and get ready to spark your transformation with Nova Fusion. Welcome to today's episode of EMG Transformations with the kind and true-hearted Kelly Tyen. Kelly is a faith-fueled health and transformation coach, author, and breast cancer survivor. Her mission is to equip you with the tools to climb higher and reach new heights. She is addicted to the climb as she shares in her book and podcast to ignite faith, courage, and strength so you can transform your life. Kelly came into my life like an angel at just the right time as she has tremendously helped me strengthen my faith and grow over these past six months. I'm grateful to have her in my life and I'm honored to have this conversation so she can do the same for you. Thank you for taking time to come on the show today. Thank you so much, Dan. It is a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Yeah, we got connected through a mutual friend and it's just been like instant chemistry. And even to the point where I got my Bible for the first time, I open it, there's like 900 pages in there. And first thing I open, I find this spot, I highlight it, I send it to you. And it's actually the same verse that you highlighted like 20 years ago, I think. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Isn't that so two things I want to say right off the bat, our meeting is what I believe a divine appointment from God. I don't believe in coincidences because I'm super faithful. I really have a trust in God and a faith in God that he will align me with certain people in my life and introduce me to certain people. So I believe you were one of them. So it wasn't a coincidence. And the Bible verse was the same. It is just God speaks to us in so many ways and it's just so exciting to see thing to just to see him work like right now he's alive and well and working in our lives so super cool right yeah i just want to thank you for like showing me down this path and guiding me through it because it's something i'm new to but it's definitely been beneficial for me so thank you for that you don't have to thank me, but thank. Uh, I always say, Dan, I am the messenger. So I feel so grateful that God's using me in the way he has because my life has changed with faith so much. And I'm grateful to my mom for introducing me to faith. So yes, yeah. it's, it's an amazing journey that we're on. That's beautiful. And especially how your mom passed it down. So Let's spark things off by getting to know a little bit about you and your backstory, if you don't mind sharing. Sure. I am. Well, I'm going to take you way back because we just mentioned my mom. So I grew up as an only child and my parents were my absolute best friends. My mom was all through my life. She was all of my girlfriends wrapped in one. She taught me. She was a mentor. She was a teacher. She was my Bible instructor, my faith mentor. And just was a woman that walked as an example of beauty and strength and hope and faith. So I'm only telling you that because my mom also suffered with rheumatoid arthritis. So from the moment I was born, I watched this beautiful woman suffer her whole entire life. If you're not familiar with rheumatoid arthritis, it attacks your joints. So 
from her neck down, she was literally always in pain, but she always had a smile on her face. And I watched her as a little girl. I watched her growing up. I watched her as I became an adult and she never wavered in her faith. That was something that when I was young, I didn't understand. I was like, why does she always carry her Bible? That's so weird. (laughs) I was like, I mean, mom, she's like, no, I'm just reading today. Like every morning she would just read her Bible. So I watched her, but I didn't do it myself, but it really made an imprint on my life. When I look back, I lost her six years ago, but she is alive in my spirit so much to this moment because everything I watched her do the way she was an example in my life of how there's always hope. There's always a future, Kelly. You can't give up, get back up on your feet. She didn't always say that, but she showed it. And that's really how my brand addicted to the climb came about. So fast forward, that's my background of my life, but I always tried different things in my life. I was into network marketing. I was very adventurous growing up. I wanted to try things. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I did become a school teacher. I loved the children. I worked for inner city kids, which that was an amazing experience, but I wasn't really fulfilled. So I jumped around from thing to thing, but always as an entrepreneur. I started a baby clothing line. I was a makeup artist and had my own website doing brides. And I I, I did seven several different things trying to find my way in life. And I landed on a 10-year career in fitness right before I opened the doors to my fitness business, which was called Kelly's Bootcamp. I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So that was to say a setback. It was a rock bottom moment that I faced. But again, I gave you that backstory because getting hearing the words you have cancer can shatter everything in your life, can rock your world. I mean, it's the scariest thing you can hear for yourself. One of the scariest things you can hear. But I relied on my faith. That's where my became real to me. I was like, in the wee hours of the night, when you're scared and alone and fear is trying to choke me, telling me what's going to happen next, Kelly? Are you going to make it? You have kids. Uh, they gonna are you gonna pass away? Like I didn't know at that moment the journey I was gonna be on with cancer, but I did know one thing: I had control of my mind, I had control of my thoughts, and what I wanted to focus on was not the pity party; it was the faith that was instilled in me. So I that's what I did. I opened the doors to my boot camp, and I didn't waver. I said, God, you've got me. Like if, if, if this is my, the, the path that I'm supposed to be on right now, whatever you want me to do with this. And here I was leading fitness, but here I was with cancer. It was almost like, um, it, it, it was frustrating. So I want you to know, something, listener or woman or anything. I did cry. I did have my pity party. I did suffer in silence, but I did have the hope. And I mustered up the courage to just keep taking steps forward. So I did that. And and when I look back, Dan, it's interesting how God works. Because if I didn't have that boot camp that was opening two months after the diagnosis, I don't know what I would have done. Those women were there for me. And I showed up for them because I needed them to empower me just as much as they needed me to lead them in health and fitness. So it was really a blessing that the way everything worked out. And I led that for 10 years. And it was an amazing, amazing experience leading thousands of women through fitness and health. And I've been cancer-free now for 15 years, which is amazing. And the 10 years of boot camp, Addicted to the Climb was born. So I don't know if you want to stop right there or if you want me to keep going. You tell me. Yeah, I would like to stop actually, because that is, first off, that's very impactful. Thank you for sharing that. And one of my questions was, when you did start that, your fitness business, it was the same time that you were diagnosed. And I was curious, how did you navigate through that? But based on what you just said, two things really stood out to me. One, 
having that background with your your strong mother and how she led by example, you didn't necessarily relate with what she was going through, like that tough, that that illness. But once you got yours, I feel like it almost put your faith into a new perspective where you could see it from her eyes almost and why it was so important for her. And then also the women that you were with along the way, cheering you on and supporting you. Were those the two things that really helped you get through those tough times? 100%. You hit it spot on. I mean, my mom, my faith, my, I just, I knew that I wanted to be a woman of strength and I wanted, I had, I had two children at that time. My son was only two. My daughter was seven and I just wanted them to see me strong because, you know, when you look up to someone, if I'm having the pity party and falling apart, I didn't want my kids to feel when life throws a curveball at them. So that's what you do. You fall apart. No, I wanted to show them that we're going to just keep climbing. As I say, one step at a time, we will get through this. God is there. I fully believe it, that his way and I believe in his way. He only knows the outcome. So I didn't focus on what would be happening to me next or next month. I just focused on how I could feel his presence every single day, feel his peace every single day. And then those women, like you said, just showing up for them. Oh, so empowering for me in a blessing because they were there waiting for me. So they held me accountable to keep showing up. And let me just tell you, I had the classes starting at 5 a.m. So I was tired. I was emotionally tired, physically tired, but I still showed up. So it was, yes, that those are the two keys that got me through. That's beautiful. Okay, let's continue with your story because I'm loving this. <laughs> so, oh, good. Thank you. Well, okay. So right at right at the 10-year mark of my boot camp, it was owned by four guys. Four, a couple of them were my best friends. And two women were coming into the gym. They bought the gym. And a few months later, they said, we don't want you here anymore. This is our gym. You can go take your boot camp somewhere else. I was like, okay, what now? Meanwhile, my mom had just passed away. So that was another rock bottom moment for me losing that precious woman that now you have a picture of her and who she was to me. I went into a deep, dark hole and I'm not going to get into that part right now. You can buy my book if you want to read more about it, (laughs) Addicted to the Climb. But a few months later, that's when the boot camp closed, those women pretty much. So I was struggling. It was a, a year of struggle for me in such a way that, again, I don't know where I would be without my faith. Because losing my mother, I was crumbling. The boot camp girls were keeping me just afloat because I really, I I had, I'm the only, I was the owner, everything. I had to show up for them and I needed them. And then the doors closed on me and it was just devastating. But that was December of 2020. March came and I'm sorry, December of 19, March came and COVID happened. So God also had a plan. He knew that COVID was happening. I had a fitness business that was going to close anyways because of COVID. There was no interaction, right? So in that moment, when I stopped the boot camp during COVID, I had to surrender and say, what am I going to do? Like, where do I go now? And I was listening to a podcast and somebody said, one the interviewer or the, the the girl answering the questions was the guest. Somebody said, "Well, aren't you addicted to something? Like, what are you addicted to?" And I shut the podcast off, and I was like, "I'm not addicted to anything. I'm really not." I I thought about it because I was thinking, "My dick. I've never. I don't do drugs. Like, I I my brain was thinking, I'm really. I don't have an addictive personality." But then the download came. You are addicted to the climb. This is all you know. This is what you do. And this is your life. You're climbing. So I started my podcast. Actually, our mutual friend, Heather Monahan, let's give her a shout out. She introduced us, my best friend in the world. Um, she said, she says, grab a microphone and just do it. 
And that's how my podcast, I started my podcast during COVID. She was my first guest, which was hilarious. If you go back, because this is three years ago. And then I just started writing my book, Addicted to the Climb, because I had so many stories that of hope in how I just strengthened myself through and all the loss I went through and traumatic events in my life, because there are a lot more, Dan, but I wanted to document those for my kids. And I wanted them to, I wanted to leave them with the strength and the courage and the hope and the faith that God gave me through my stories. So I wrote my book, Addicted to the Climb, and then my brand just started taking off. People just loved the messaging behind it and I'm in it to just help people today. I work mainly with women, but it's really my brand and messaging and movement is all about like what you said in the beginning, helping people know and believe that they have everything inside them to just keep climbing. And that's it. Whether you have faith or not, I don't push my faith on people. I just know what it's done and the impact it's had on my life. So I'm grateful for my faith, but we all have what it takes to succeed, to overcome our net, to rewire our thinking, to just keep going because it's always a choice. We can sit back and choose to be sad and hunch our backs and slump around in life, or we can choose to just push our shoulders back have a power stance and say, I got this. I'm going to do this no matter what it takes. So that's me in a nutshell. And Addicted to the Climb is my brand. It's so good. And it truly encompasses your story and your personality and just everything that you're about. And I just love all of it. So thank you for having the courage to really step out and do it because, you know, just grabbing the mic and recording or writing that book like that's that's a hard thing to do and overcome those fears so thank you for continuing to push through that and spread this amazing message that you have with the world something that you mentioned and and dan i just want oh no i was gonna say for anybody listening that is like oh well good for you you have that and i don't (laughs) well listen all it takes is one step if you have a dream that's been placed in your heart don't sit on it. Don't sleep on it. Don't doubt yourself because when we doubt, we delay what's ahead for us. So I just wanted to say that if it sparks something in someone right now. Yeah. Yeah. And something that you said was you had to surrender during that lockdown period when things were really uncertain at that time. And that's some, that's probably the biggest thing that I struggle with, with my faith today is surrendering to that unknown force because it just feels safer for me to put my faith in myself like that's what I've done for my whole life growing up with an alcoholic father only child getting sick like I I couldn't rely on these other figures or I would wonder why is God putting me in this situation like why did I grow up in this environment so that's for me that's why I was always like okay I I can't rely on these outside sources. I have to go internal and know that I can overcome this one day at a time, one step in front of the other, like you said. But I'm curious for you, how did you make that transition to surrender and put your faith in God? So that's so good. I love that question. And you're so normal to think the way you're thinking. And, you know, what for me, I surrendered. I use that word because I was just like you. I was so, I was looking towards this. And when I lost my mother, I almost lost my Bible teacher, my mentor that she taught me everything I I knew up until that point about Jesus and God and faith. I was lost and I had to really go inward like you and do it all myself. So what I did was In order for me to have the faith, I wanted big, big faith because I wanted the faith that my mom had. And the only way I could do that, yes, I could pray, but I had to know really who God was for myself. So I started reading my Bible. And when I started reading that Bible, I read it in a new way because I read it when I was young. Like I said, I grew up with faith my whole life, but I really, I would read it and just read words sometimes 
But at this moment in my life, I was asking him to show me what he wants me to know, show me what he wants me to see and really make it real to me. Like, what are you trying to tell me? And that's how I began reading the Bible because I had to, like you, it was like, I had, I, I came to a place where I did have to surrender fully and I wanted to learn and have deep trust in God. And the only way we can do that is by reading his word. It's really a blueprint. Everything you need to know about life is in this Bible. It's crazy. If you don't believe me, take me up on it. But it's, if you want to know about, you know, giving and marriage and being a single teenager, like it's all in there everything you need to know. And it's really life lessons, but in a godly way. So I started reading my Bible. I really, my faith started just getting so strong through the word and it's continuously growing even now. Like when we're on a faith journey, it's never ending. You can be 90 years old and still go back, read the Bible and something new will appear to you because God shows us things when we're ready so when he knows when we're ready, so it's the Bible is fresh and new every single time you pick it up. But that's how you can really deepen your faith and get to know the God who loves you. He's for you. He's with you. And I never feel alone. So like you said, the way you grew up, you wouldn't have chose that life, that family, you know, that life maybe right. if you knew what it was going to be. But God gave you that for a reason because he's saying, you're my child. I'm your father. I'll fulfill you. I can give you all the peace you need. You don't have to look everywhere else. Love your family for who they are. But if I'm at the center, you will have peace that passes all understanding that no one else can even give you. And it's an amazing feeling. Yeah. And honestly, like all of those troubling times, you ask people like, would you, would you reverse it? Would you like not go through that? Would you change certain things? And for me, even with my diagnosis, like, no, I wouldn't change anything because all of those brought me on the path that I am today and the man that I am today. And with my brand and everything and my, my message and my mission, I wouldn't even have this if I didn't go through that because it starts from a place of pain and transforming that into purpose and just wanting to help someone in a similar situation and overcome adversity. So if I didn't go through that adversity myself, I wouldn't be so passionate about this and I would still be trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life probably. So like I wouldn't, no matter how hard it has been, no matter how hard it still is, I, I don't regret any of it and I wouldn't change it because we can't connect those dots like at the moment of that crisis. But looking back, it's like, wow, I needed all of that to happen. Exactly. Wow. Amen. You said it. It's so true. I wouldn't change anything either, but it, it is. It's the way we grow and move forward and learn. And then we can be the help somebody else might need. Exactly. From from everything we've gone through. So I agree. That was so beautiful. I love it. So now onto the healing part of it, whether this is physical healing or emotional healing, what's the first step in that? Because I'm talking with some nutritionists and stuff now, and it's always coming back to a positive mindset and healing. So I'm wondering, what's your take on that? I agree healing when i think of the word healing whether you said like you said it, mental physical healing whatever healing you're looking for it does stem from our beliefs do we believe that we can be healed do we believe that things can get better in what you're what you're saying if not interrupt me but it does come from a positive mindset because our thoughts are everything if we if we're in negative thinking mode constantly, we're never going to be healed of anything. We have to break that cycle. And I believe we can break that cycle by positive affirmations. I know this sounds so cheesy sometimes because everybody talks about it, but can I just tell you, I have, I started saying mantras 
like a year ago, like I didn't do any of this journal. I never journaled. I was always like, that's for other people. I just don't do all that. In the mantras people talk about, I didn't do any of that. And when I started, whoa, I'm telling you, it's life changing. Like I rewire my thoughts all the time. When I'm breaking down or if I'm spiraling out, which we all do it, we all spiral out in our thoughts. That's when the devil, I believe, wants to attack us. So in those moments, I go to my mantra that I write down. They're written in my notes. They're on my desk. They're in my gym, on my wall. And one of them is, I just want to share it with you, is I will not be defeated by my inner negative voice. And I'll say that a hundred times in a day. Like when nasty thoughts are coming in and because you mentioned healing, you know, for me going through breast cancer every single year, I have to have a mammogram in this specific year, a month ago, I had a mammogram. Then they called me back because they said they need to look at me again. And I was devastated. And I got to the mammogram, you know, the, um, the place and I was nervous I was like sick to my stomach. I had to say, I will not be defeated by my inner negative voice. I will not be defeated. I had to rattle off a couple Bible verses while I was laying there. And that's how we can instantly heal ourselves. That's how we can instantly bring in the peace that we all desire. We're not all chasing happiness. We're all chasing peace. And that's what we want to feel. And I feel through positive you know, affirmations or a mantra or a Bible verse, you can instantly rewire what you're thinking. So you can bring on feelings of peace and healing. And even if you're not faithful, it works every time. So does that answer your question? Yeah, no, it's perfect. And that's, that's what I needed in my journey. It wasn't until 2018, I was diagnosed in 2015. That's when I was introduced to stoicism. So I didn't have this this faith that I do now because I just got into that this year, but that showed me that it's not so much about the the events that happen, but it's how you respond. And I was in this victim mindset for such a long time, and that got me to switch out of it. It's like, okay, I know that this happened to me, but I get to determine what I do next. And my past doesn't determine my future. I determine my future. So that was a big shift for me to start doing the things that I needed to do to improve my health. Mm -hmm. See, and I love that you said that you, you took it upon yourself, though, you made a decision that I'm not going to think this way, I'm going to think this way. So it's a shift. And when you make that little shift, everything can change for you. Everything. It's amazing what can happen when you decide that you're going to live and not die, or like you decide you're going to move forward and not stay the same. You're going to decide that my body's going to be healed no matter what. I'm going to act like it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk like it. And all that makes a difference in, in our circumstances. Believe me, I see it all the time because I also see the reverse. I also see the people that woe is me. And, and they do studies on this stuff that people's, they'd have um, cancer patients and they they did a study and I don't remember the numbers and all that, but the ones that thought positively about healing, that they're going to get through this, they got through it. The ones that didn't, they they just had a negative mindset around it, were sicker. And so if your thoughts matter, you can shift those thoughts in a moment, you can take them captive and you, you don't have to go down those spirals. Yeah. Yeah. Let's continue this conversation of the power of being proactive here, because a friend of mine shared this statistic with me. He's in the, the mental health space, but he shared that 79% of those with mental health in 2022 that have like some challenges with that, they did nothing to improve their condition. And out of those 21% that did do something, 15% of them used medication. So that means that 6% was only 6% was the small percentage of people that actually tried to be proactive and improve their situation. So how do we shift those numbers to 
be more proactive? You know, that's that's tough because again, it comes down to our own desire. You know, it's people just, I feel just stay stuck. They're either in the wrong environments. I, I feel if you're in an environment right now that, you know, I believe in the power of proximity. Yeah. Who we surround ourselves with matters. If you want to be with the dangers and healing people that want to be healed, you get in with those people so you can stop thinking like those people and, and it will rub off on you. I think when we get down, we sit with the same crowds that are down. We're complaining. We're feeding off each other. The negativity is flowing and that's why people stay stuck. So I, so it's like, you have to break out, but it all comes down to a decision. Like you have to be aware of these things in order to take the step forward. So, you know, those numbers are really crazy, to be yeah. honest. They really are. But it just shows more people need to take a stand for themselves because they're they're either just chasing, you know, when you get into a spiral, like you cause your own algorithm in your life, right? Yeah. It, it's like the same. And it, it, so it's like you have to break and just that I'm going to be this, I'm going to do the uncomfortable thing and break out of the circle that I'm in. I don't want to be surrounded by the complainers and the naysayers. And I want to level up my thinking. The only way to do that is to get in the rooms with the people that are leveling up their thinking or getting into prayer or finding a faith group that will help you feel so you can feel encouraged. I think that's a big part of it, to be honest. Yeah, having that strong support system. And yes. that's something that I always relate back to my story because that's just yeah. what I know best. But I didn't have those support system. I had a small support system with my mom, grandpa and girlfriend at the time, but not so much people that could relate with what I was battling with. And that wasn't until like 2019 that I found an IBD community and we could really talk about things that we're both battling with and I can share what helps with with me and they can share things that are helpful for them. And now I can apply that in my life. And that was honestly the biggest game changer to improve my condition and also my mindset because I had someone to bounce ideas off of and even just vent if I'm having a bad day because they actually understand what I'm going through. So that that's definitely a very important piece of it to surround yourself with the right people that are supportive and not encouraging that negative and down behavior because that's that's what it turns into a lot of the times it does and can i i do have to say yeah what what you said uh, it's making me think i want to if you're alone right now and you're like well i don't have these groups or these people let me just tell you something I do what I do because I didn't have what I have, meaning my circle of friends, they're awesome, but they're not faith-based. I want you guys to, to know like really close friends. They're not like me. They don't, I mean, they're not as spiritual. Like they, they just, they just don't have faith the way I have faith, which is fine. Again, I don't push my faith. I love them, but I needed to be around people so I can feel encouraged. I wanted my faith to grow and get deeper. And I wanted to 10X my life. And my friends really weren't. They were staying the same. They were doing the same things. So I created my own group. So if you're right now looking and just feeling alone, just know, make it happen for yourself. You don't have to wait to be picked or this group. Oh, maybe they're going to invite me in. Create your own. Just we have social media. This is one reason, one big reason why I love social media. A lot of reasons why I don't. But a lot of reasons why I do is because I can find people who are like minded like me Connect and throw out a DM. Hey, I, I would love to connect with you. See how we can support each other. How can we add value to each other? Start a friendship if you're feeling alone. And I think that's what most people don't do. So I just want you to know, I wasn't always the way I am. I had to create it myself. And that's why I'm so passionate about, about that environment discussion because I felt lonely for a long time and I didn't have people to lean on. So 
you got to get out there and just make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And let's talk about that transition from health and fitness into faith. You, you mentioned it was during that COVID time when you really had to surrender. What was that transition like for you? And like, how was that process? Well, it was scary because fitness was my life and I was known in my community as the fitness. And, um, I, I really had to get on my knees in prayer because I really didn't know what was next for me. And I knew I wanted to make an impact in women's lives. So through the fitness business, I realized one thing. I realized that these women would work out like we did every week, month after month. I mean, I have, I'd have them in there for years and yet they were missing something. They weren't always fulfilled or they weren't, they didn't have the peace that I had. So that was something that really stood out to me or they would pick apart their bodies or they were never satisfied mm-hmm. and they could work out, but they just, they still were lacking something. So that's when I really got down and into prayer of what do you want me to do next? Lord, I would pray that prayer, lead me where you want me to go. Show me the way and through addicted to the, because in the beginning I started the podcast. I didn't know where it was like a passion project. I didn't know what I was doing with it, but that's where I really got into the word. Like we talked about and God really showed me these women need you. They need faith. They need you to help them deepen their faith. So I focused on my faith and in my business, I tied them together for the first time. And I started out with just some coaching one-on-one and helping women, you know, because I talk about the climb. I'm I'm all about action. So my coaching is how to take action, how to climb higher, what's holding you back. Why are you still stuck in the same place? Let's map out a game plan. But then we tie the faith in because that builds the belief in themselves and they can take God with them on their journey. So that's how the whole thing kind of came Yeah, because you can give someone the perfect plan, but if they don't have the right mindset, belief and confidence in themselves, it's going to be hard to execute, follow through. And especially when things get tough and you're doubting yourself, that's where that faith really comes into play. Exactly. Yeah. So what are three things that someone can do to really strengthen their faith? Well, that's easy. We can pray (laughs) because you can do that everywhere. You don't have to like wait for anything. You can pray while you're even watching TV. I mean, what I say is though, find some quiet time. If you really want answers, if you really need some clarity in your life, if you really just need some peace, turn to prayer if you haven't tried it yet. And you can always increase your prayer by getting on your knees even. I mean, it's all throughout the Bible, getting on our knees, Jesus it in the gardens and he showed us the way to, but prayer is the way we communicate with God. So that's first, that will increase your faith and reading the Bible. Of course. I mean, that's the blueprint. We have to read the Bible so we can get to know God that we're putting our faith in. It's nice to pray, but without knowing who he is, you will never have the beautiful connection. So getting into the Bible, reading what he promises us, all the beautiful promises, like be strong and courageous, the commands he gives to us that I don't take lightly with God, all things are possible. He tells us this in the Bible. I fully believe it. And then just surrounding yourself with some like-minded people is a way you can really deepen your faith. When I jumped into my first mastermind, it was life-changing. They were women in faith and business. And I never did anything like that, but my faith really grew. So that's why my mastermind launches in this September. And I'm super excited to spend 12 weeks with women, a small group of women that just want to focus on their faith and 10X their life, deepen their faith, deepen their relationship with God so they really can climb higher in what they're trying to achieve. So I feel those three things can be a great start. Yeah, and that's awesome because those are three simple things that anyone can do with like very, very cheap, like a Bible, like 10 bucks, like that's the most expense right there. So definitely 
take advantage of those. And something else that you talk about is consistency. And especially with those three things, you can't just do them once. It's a it's a daily process that you have to do. So I'm curious, how do you stay consistent and what are you consistent with daily? Oh, I love this question. My morning routine. Oh my God, it's the holy grail of my day. I love because I never had a morning routine and I heard about it and people talk about their morning routine, but I was the type that flew out the door and just started my day with my hair on fire. So it it all, again, it happens in COVID when we had nothing to do. I actually, every single morning I would get up and I'm like, I'm going to read my Bible nice and quiet in my room. I have a room in my house that now three years in, I it's my go-to. So every morning I just started reading in whether it was one sentence or a paragraph. I mean, I didn't put a time limit on it. I just said, I'm going to do this. And I want to see what comes out of me just reading the Bible and praying a little bit more. So I started there and, and honestly, it became such a habit that it's like anything, whatever you make a priority in your life, then you have to be consistent because like you said, you can't just read the Bible and then expect a beautiful, peaceful, perfect life. No, that's not how God works. We have to spend time with him. And I wanted to, I wanted to spend time with him so I could get to know him. So I could witness my own miracles that people talk about that we see in movies and we see others going through. So I put the time in and I just did it every single day. And that's became, again, a habit for me because I wanted to make it a priority. And it's so natural now. That and working out, I, I work out every day too. Yes. So my morning routine is made up of reading the Bible, praying, and working out. And those are non-negotiables in my life. I've done them so much that I, it's like, I don't even, th- it's like brushing my teeth. <laughs> I don't think about it. I just brush my teeth before I leave the house like we all do. And then for me, it's like, I just put my workout clothes on in the morning and I read my Bible. It's just what I do. So you gotta, if you don't have things in place, you have to be aware of what you're doing every day. If you're not getting results where you want to get results. So if you're trying to get healthy and fit, but you're not really working out, you maybe once a week, twice a week, you take a week off, try just doing something every single day and make it like a pattern. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it for a few weeks and then just keep going. And that's how we establish our habits because our habits are everything. You got to look at your good habits, your bad habits. Some of us aren't even aware of our habits in a day. Mm -hmm. And it's important that if we're not getting ahead, if we're feeling stuck, if we're not achieving what we want to achieve, well, what are you doing in the day that is getting you there? So it, it comes down to the word you said, being consistent. And I wanted to be consistent because that's my priority. Yeah, that, that's so good. And something that I've been adopting into my life since uh, you've been in my life is reading that Jesus Calling book every morning. And yeah, I love it too, because every day it just sets you up to have that guidance and that direction and that that courage and that strength, even if you're having a hard day or you just know you got a lot on your plate, like that can just give you that mindset shift to just just empower you and light you up and you you feel good about yourself and you know that you're not alone. So that's been very important to me. And even if I miss like a day or two, I'll go back and I'll read those three days in a row and I'll make sure that I catch up with it. So that is a priority that I have in my life. And it's interesting because you mentioned how with your fitness business, you were saying how all these women were just missing something. And when I was talking to Heather for the first time, I'm like telling her about my goals, my struggles, what's going on, just just the whole everything with my life. And she easily pinpointed the one thing that I was missing. And She's like trying to get me to figure it out. And then she asked her friend, she was also there with us. And she goes, uh, God. And she's like, dang it, you shouldn't have said it because I wouldn't have like that just wasn't on my radar to even think of. And I always come back to awareness is the first step. If you don't know 
what you don't know. Like, I didn't know that faith was that big part in my life that I was missing. And once you do know, once you do get that awareness, you can take those steps and, you know, make things a priority, like reading a book every morning, reading a page every morning, doing simple things like that. So I, uh, all of that just really brought it together for me. Oh my gosh. It's so amazing. I love it. And you know, as humans, don't we crave to hear good things or feel empowered? I mean, I think we all deep down, we crave that. We want to feel powerful in our minds and our bodies. And that's what reading like a Jesus calling can do for you. It's like you said, you even go back if you miss a day because you're like, oh my gosh, I have to read this. And and that's it, because it gives you the power and the strength and the courage to face your day. And that's what faith does. And it's not like you have to start following all these rules and change the person that you are. I mean, maybe you have to change a few things, but <laughs> God's like, God doesn't call the righteous, upright, be- most beautiful people. He will qualify you if you don't feel qualified, if you feel like you're at the end, if you feel like you're not good enough. God wants you. He's looking for you. He wants you to you know, be open to him so he can fulfill you. So sometimes I think people think God is just high up in the sky and, and that's that. They don't realize that all the beauty, the love, the peace, the joy, fulfillment, the patience even can come into your life and flood it when you do it with him. So I love that you said that. That was so good. I do the same thing, by the way. I'll go back if I'm like, if I skipped a day of Jesus calling, I'm like, wait, I got to go back and read. Then I read two days. Yeah. So and it's, I actually look forward to it. Like, that's the thing. Yes. Faith wasn't something that I I thought I would look forward to. And it is now. So thank you for introducing that to me. Oh, my so, gosh. I'm so thankful for, for God to put you in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Um Man, this this conversation has been so good. I got one last question before we wrap things up here. What's one of the biggest lessons that you learned from your experiences when you look back to connect the dots? What's that that big life-changing moment or just just final takeaway for us today? Oh, final takeaway is just to never give up on yourself you, I believe, you know, we can only control what we can control. You know, we try to control everything in our lives, but we really can't. We can only control what we can control, which to me is our thoughts. My, I would love to just leave you with, what are you thinking about all day? What do you, because your thoughts dictate your actions. So if you're over there tearing yourself apart all day, if you're looking at the mirror, I'm ugly, my nose is awful, whatever. Like you just, being nasty to yourself, try to take control of those thoughts and change the way you think. That's my biggest, that's one thing that has turned my life upside down and transformed everything to me. Once I really knew in my mind that I have control over how I think, then my life started to, I started to really climb to new heights. You sound like a stoic philosopher over there. I love it. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it, it. it's amazing. It really is. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. This has been so good. Thank you for coming on. And now let us know how we can support you. You have the book and podcast called Addicted to the Climb. I'll put both of those in the show notes so they're easy to find. But yeah, what else do you have going on in your world and how can we get involved? Sure. Well, I'm leading a faith-based women's mastermind and it's a 12 weeks you'll get to spend with me to upgrade your life and faith. Um, That's my big thing that I have going on right now. I do also one-on-one coaching. If they want to get a hold of me, they can find that on my website, kellytine.com. But I am on social. All I'm mostly on LinkedIn Kelly Tyen, my name, and I am on Instagram uh, and Facebook, but I'm main, my main platform is LinkedIn and it's just my name. So come and shoot me a DM, me a takeaway that was inspiring to you and let's connect. Yeah, she doesn't bite, I promise. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, so Kelly, thank you so much for blessing us today and being vulnerable to share your story. Your kindness, perseverance, and positivity shine hope, and the world is a brighter and better place because of you. Thank you for joining us today, and thank you for guiding me on my journey to strengthen my relationship with faith and climb higher. Thank you so much. What a blessing. God bless you and your listeners. I love your story too. Like everything that you said, I mean, God, you've come a long way and I'm just so happy for you. You know how God's working and just buckle up. It's a, it's fun ride having God by your side. It really is. You never know what's next or who, who he'll bring into your life. And, you know, so, you know, again, like I know we said it all, but you know, we're going to go through so setbacks, things happen in our lives, but try to remember my mom, never waver in your faith. You know, take it. To, that's the only thing we have, Dan. Thank you. And honestly, like, I, I feel it because since February, like, my life has has really been catapulting and a so much better direction, clarity. I started the podcast. We started my 21-day challenge. And just meeting all of these people and connections. Are you ready to take charge of your health and transform your life? Well, get ready because we have the solution for you. Introducing the Nova Fusion 21 Day Wellness and Resilience Challenge, the ultimate program designed to stack massive momentum, achieve peak performance, and spark your transformation. In just 21 days, you can experience a total wellness revolution. Our challenge is jam-packed with daily inspiration, education, downloadable resources, and exciting challenges to keep you fired up and on track. But that's not all. When you join the challenge, you'll also become a member of our exclusive Nova Fusion family. Together, we'll support and uplift one another as we continue to grow and thrive. Unlock the secrets of the world's best wellness and resilience practices to stay mentally and physically fit for a lifetime. From renewing healing practices to transformative high-performance techniques, we've got you covered. And here's something that sets us apart. I believe in these practices so much that I'm offering a money-back guarantee. That's right, if you don't see results, you can get your money back so you have absolutely nothing to lose but everything to gain. So what are you waiting for? Take advantage of this limited-time opportunity right now. Go to novafusion.co slash challenge to sign up and embark on the journey of a lifetime. Let's spark your transformation together. I can't wait to see you on the other side.